Welcome to Teacher Talk with Zach Clancy. I'm Zach Clancy. Each week, we'll be exploring a topic in education that I think will be interesting to people in general and helpful for K-12 teachers. This week, we're going to be looking at Sune Sabado Makaguchi and his educational philosophy of value creation, which is used to this day in Soka schools all over the world, from elementary schools to higher education. The philosophy is also promoted by an international layperson's Buddhist organization called Soka Gakkai International. As always, I hope you find this podcast interesting and helpful. And even if you don't, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook at Teacher Talk with Zach Clancy or on Twitter at Teacher Talk WZC. That's the words teacher and talk, followed by the letters W, Z, and C or at teachertalkwzc at gmail.com to let me know what you think of this week's episode. But before we delve into the details of that, it's time for the collaboration corner. This week's shout-out goes to Teacher Voice. Teacher Voice is curated by Boston-based educator Darren Burris. Teacher Voice includes a selection of articles, blog posts, videos, and photos. Last Thursday, they posted a link to a blog post about teacher evaluation that I had commented and retweeted. Anyway, it's called Teacher Voice. It's hosted at paper.ly. That's the word paper followed by a dot and the letters L and I. I'll post a link to it in the show notes because the URL is really long. Or you can just do an internet search for Paperly and Teacher Voice. Either way, check it out. So this week's episode is going to follow the format where I talk about a person and their contribution to education. It seems like that type of episode is more popular than the type I did last week, where I just share my two cents worth about a topic in education. Last week's episode went over like a lead balloon. Anyway, like I said, this is going to be a person and their contribution episode. But I'm not going to spend as much time talking about educational background, work experience, publication, and awards, the same sort of formula that I followed in the other episodes. I'm going to focus a little bit more on the backstory. I'm going to touch on what was happening in Japan in general during Makaguchi's life and what kind of reforms were happening in the Japanese educational system when Makaguchi was teaching and when he was writing about teaching philosophy and when he was creating and running various types of schools. Anyway, according to his website, Sune Sabado Makaguchi, who lived from 1871 to 1944, was a forward-thinking geographer, educational theorist, and religious reformer who lived and worked during the tumultuous early decades of Japan's modern era. His opposition to Japan's militarism and nationalism led him to his imprisonment and death during World War II, unquote. Uh, It's interesting because there are parallels between Makaguchi and Kurt Han, who was the subject of Teacher Talk Episode 1. If you haven't listened to it yet, go ahead and pause this episode and listen to Episode 1 now. Okay, I'm going to assume that you've finished listening to Episode 1. Anyway, both men were educators in Axis countries in the period between World War I up to the start of World War II. Both held educational views that contradicted the ideologies of their respective governments. Uh, 
both were influenced by events that happened in their early lives. While Han was influenced by a personal event, suffering from sunstroke that resulted in permanent partial physical disability, Makaguchi was influenced by rapid social changes that were occurring in his native Japan. Both men were arrested for their beliefs. However, while Han was exiled from Germany to Great Britain, Makaguchi was not exiled after being arrested for promoting civil disobedience and ultimately passing away in jail. So now for a little bit of backstory about Japan. Starting in the late 1860s, just a few years before Makaguchi was born, Japan entered the Meiji period. Sometimes it's called the Meiji Restoration or the Meiji Restoration period. Uh, during this time, there was a fundamental transformation of Japan's social structure, its economy, as well as its domestic and foreign policies. So a lot happened during this period of Japanese history, but some of it is beyond the scope of this episode. Um, so what's important to know for this podcast is that during this period, Japan was undergoing a period of rapid industrialization, and it was imposed from a militaristic government. Uh, before this, Japan had been, been very feudalistic and very isolationist. Um, but you know when it, when it was transferring into its period of industrialization and modernization, um, there was a lot of social instability. Um, at one point, there was a failed farmer rebellion. And then in 1890, approximately 20 years after Japan first instituted a nationwide educational system, national educational laws changed. They had originally had the purpose of teaching students to live lives that were fulfilling, and they changed to having a purpose of raising subjects who would be loyal to the emperor. Without getting too far ahead of myself, many of the people who I've discussed in previous episodes usually attended and or taught at prestigious schools, or they received awards or honorary degrees. But Makaguchi is a little bit different. When he began attending teacher training school in the late 1880s, Teacher training schools were in a state of change. As I mentioned a minute ago, they were transitioning in order to comply with new educational laws from an approach that placed importance on education as a tool to teaching students to living fulfilling lives to an approach that placed importance on producing subjects who were loyal to the emperor. And Makaguchi's ideas often contradicted the ideas held by the government. As a result, he resigned from several teaching and administrative positions early in his career as an educator, really kind of up until around the middle of his career as an educator. Um, and after that, he started several schools for people who we'd say were members of subordinate social groups, if we were using today's social justice terms. But um, by that, I mean, he started night schools for working people, as well as schools for girls and uh, Chinese people living in Japan. Um, so, you know, people who are sort of uh, lower uh, social economic status, um, people who are social minorities. Um, and he taught every level from elementary school to higher education. Also, during this time, Makaguchi taught and wrote about the relationships between geography and human life. Makaguchi's writings about geography and human life had a huge influence on 
what would come to be his educational philosophy known as value creation, also called SOKA. And that's spelled S-O-K-A. So anyway, Makaguchi's philosophy emphasizes the, quote, importance of human agency in creating the values of beauty, gain, and good to enhance the personal and collective lives of people, unquote. In other words, the ultimate purpose of human existence is to create value and happiness for both individuals and society. While he didn't teach at prestigious institutions or receive many, if any, awards, Makaguchi published several works about education, and he also served as the editor of many educational journals over the course of his career. For instance, in July of 1903, he published one of his first works on, of writing, which was an article called Mountains and Human Life. Three years later, in 1916, he published Researches into Methods and Content in the Teaching of Geography. And in 1930, he published The System of Value-Creating Pedagogy, which details his educational philosophy. That same year, Makaguchi founded the Society for the Creation of Value, also known as the Value Creation Educational Society, which began as a study group for educational reformers. It was inspired by Nichiren Buddhism. Shortly before founding the society, Makaguchi converted to Nichiren Buddhism. And a few years before that, he began mentoring a younger teacher called Josai Toda. Toda worked with Makaguchi to expand the society to include approximately 3,000 members by 1941. Two years later, in 1943, Makaguchi and Toda were imprisoned for, quote, failing to demonstrate proper respect toward the emperor, unquote. And that's according to the book Ethical Visions in Education, which I will include a reference for in this episode's show notes. Anyway, as I previously mentioned, Makaguchi died in prison, but Toda survived and continued to expand the society. Eventually, it's sort of split into two societies with two different focuses. In 1975, Soka Gakai International, also known as SGI, was founded, quote, at a peace conference that brought together Soka Gakkai members from 51 countries and territories, held on the island of Guam, the site of some of the fiercest fighting of World War II, unquote. Now, SGI is a, quote, worldwide network of lay Buddhists dedicated to a common vision of a better world through the empowerment of the individual and the promotion of peace, culture, and education. It currently consists of 93 constituent organizations and has 12 million members in 192 countries and territories worldwide, unquote. And that's according to the SGI website. There's also a Soka education movement that began in Japan and has since expanded to places all over the world. So in addition to helping expand SGI, Toda mentored another Japanese educator, Dayasaku Aikida. Aikida helped expand the Soka educational movement. According to Aikida's official website, 
quote, the Soka Junior and Senior High Schools established by Aikida in Tokyo in 1968, together with the founding of the Kansai Soka Junior and Senior High Schools five years later, represent the beginning of the development of the Soka school system, which today comprises kindergartens, elementary, and junior and senior high schools, a university in Japan, and one in California. Kindergartens have also been established in Hong Kong, Singapore, Malaysia, South Korea, and Brazil. The educational system is based on the pedagogy developed by Makaguchi. His belief that the core focus of education should be the lifelong happiness of the learner, his concern with the development of the unique personality of each child, and his emphasis on the importance of leading a socially contributive life describe the underlying ethos of Soka education today. Unquote. And so there are several common themes in Soka education. And again, this is according to ethical visions in education. Anyway, they are a commitment to the happiness of individual children that is reflected through oft-repeated phrases such as opening the heart of a problem child, reaching the child, learning to emphasize and connect with the children, never giving up on students, and continuing to believe in students to the very end. Um, another one is a belief in the effectiveness of dialogue that is pervasive and includes an emphasis on one-on-one -on -one conversations, visiting children at home, reaching out to families, and using creative forms of communication, such as written comments in student diaries and journals, letters to students, and classroom newsletters. And there are frequent efforts to reach out and involve the wider community in all aspects of teaching. So one of the things that fascinates me the most about SOCA schooling is the idea of community involvement. For my doctoral program, for a class about the foundations of education, I had to design a hypothetical school and I chose to design a school based on SOCA education. So what the students did was they spent half the day in the classroom and they would spend the other half of the day working on projects that were related to issues in the community. And it didn't necessarily have to be mornings in the classroom and afternoons doing projects. They could switch it up or go back and forth, whatever they needed for their specific project. And the way we determined their projects were based on issues in the community that were presented to the school by members of the community. And, you know, as a school, we would sort of decide which ones were the most important. And the issues were things that were standing in the way of individual happiness and community happiness. An example that I used in my hypothetical school was graffiti on public property. I think it was a playground at a public park. Anyway, there was a project where students would get donations from a local hardware store and paint over the graffiti. And the school would also host evening social events with the intent of determining why graffiti was showing up on the playground equipment and also trying to figure out how to address and solve the problem to prevent more graffiti from ending up on the playground. 
And there's a lot of aspects to it. Uh, it's fairly detailed, and it's beyond the scope of this episode. So I can't really go into it now, but I made a website about it, so if you're interested in checking it out, there's a link to it in the show notes. And it's a wiki, so feel free to make a post or leave a comment. So anyway, that's all the time we have for this week. I look forward to hearing your feedback about this episode. What do you think about Makaguchi's philosophy of value creation? Do you have any experience teaching at a Soka school? Or have you ever attended a Soka school? Do you have any suggestions for future episodes? Send your answers my way, along with any other questions or comments you might have, to teachertalkwzc at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter at teachertalkwzc and on Facebook at Teacher Talk with Zach Clancy. That's all for this week's show. I'm Zach Clancy. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.